This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The Carbon-Based Ag Economy, or BUST, Part 2. The ag industry is poised in the threshold of entering the new carbon-based ag economy. That is the direction we are going in, and we have to decide individually and collectively if we will get on board. The profound question becomes, will there be a legacy to your farm? The reason that the ethanol industry has embraced the concept of sequestering its CO2 is that it reduces the carbon score of ethanol plants to a level that ethanol competes or beats that of EVs. Long term, the market for high carbon fuel load is going to go away. There will be an extended future, however, for low carbon fuels. When I was approached by Summit Carbon Solutions for a CO2 pipeline easement, I knew that the future of the industry required these pipelines. They made it pretty darn easy to say yes in their compensation. The CO2 pipelines are a requirement for the survival of the ethanol industry. I've been on the right side of this history, first promoting the ethanol industry and now outlining the next step into a carbon-based economy. Everything else is pretty in my perspective. There are interests which oppose biofuel. They twist every conjectured negative into something material when they are not. While CO2 pipelines are a necessity for the long-term survival of the ethanol and ag industry, they are not the lone ranger coming to the rescue. They will out single-handedly save us. The trend for biofuel demand is the same as for petroleum, negative. As noted, the vehicle fleet is aging out and new replacement vehicles either get better gas mileage or use no combustible fuel at all, being EVs. It may not happen fast in my lifetime, but the trends are the trends. I would not count on ideology to stop it. I think that we need to adapt to become part of it. These trends are global, so the United States is unlikely to isolate itself from a carbon-based economy. The next big push is to expand the scope of fuel demand to include low-carbon ethanol and more fuels. Such as sustainable aviation fuel, airlines are ready customers for biofuel. This can be a huge market opportunity. They may be the caveat to sustain biofuel demand that takes us through the next generation. The carbon economy is developing in parallel to another generation of advanced technological operating systems that will accelerate industrial change in the world. We want to be in on this. Many farmers seem to think that they will prosper if they can just sustain an upward trend for their farm yields. They focused on producing more bushels. What happens when the trend line corn yield is 200 bushel per acre and the ethanol crush is only 3 billion instead of 5 billion bushel? The wheels come out from under farm profits, farm equity values, and farmers go back to begging taxpayers to support their living. Bell fuel is just one component of the developing carbon-based economy. I think it is the path forward, and I don't know about you, but I do not want to go back to growing cheap corn living off USDA. U.S. dollar action demands more tension. It's been pointed out more frequently lately the importance of recent weakness for the dollar in boosting bullish sentiment in the commodity space. This week's break below 100 par for the dollar index was its first return below that mark since April 2022, which was a significant point in time that followed the first hike in interest rates by the Fed to kick off what would become the quickest and largest ever rate hike program. Now the dollar is leveling off for the opposite reason, because the central bank is beginning to ease back on its hawkish interest rate stance. The links among the dollar interest rates and commodities are mostly straightforward. The incentives to attract or sell commodities increase when higher interest rates raise the return on pressing cash holdings, which increases available supply and pressures commodity prices. 
When U.S. interest rates rise, they attract capital inflows from buyers that they need to sell alternative currencies for the dollars required to buy treasuries, which bids up the price of dollars. Higher price dollars then depress commodity prices by making U.S. exports more costly to outside buyers because the importers need more of their own currencies to buy the same dollar amount of commodities. Note that the reverse effect is taking hold. Interest rates in the U.S. are expected to stabilize relative to those in other countries, which will take strength out of the dollar and improve commodity export prospects. A lower dollar will also have the potential to encourage additional speculative interest in commodity markets because commodities being attractive as a hedge against higher inflation. Even though the rate hike program has been paused because of signs that inflation has slowed, the worry will be that higher inflation eventually returns when the Fed takes its foot off the tightening pedal. If the next Fed meeting continues to make traders feel comfortable that it is the beginning of the end for the latest cycle of monetary tightening, the U.S. dollar may well resume its trend toward lower levels as to flip recent negativity over grain export demand. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.